The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Well, the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. We're in the midst of a series titled The Prospering Power of Prayer, which is based upon the book The Prospering Power of Prayer by Catherine Ponder. Uh, so today we're going to cover two chapters, chapters uh, three and four, but I do want to make sure that you give yourself the opportunity of reading a good small book. This is also a really good gift book. I was thinking about that as far as Christmas was concerned. Uh, if you want to give a person a book that doesn't have a lot of pages, I think this, you know, it has a 70 page book. It's about probably about $8 now. It could be a really good book to help, uh, to give to people, give to young people who might be working through stuff, give it to college students, etc., who want to understand how the power of prayer works and don't want to really get super deep. Yeah, and I think that's really important because I think the gift of Catherine Ponder is she takes very, um, you know, high-level spiritual concepts and she really breaks them down to practical use. So give yourself the opportunity of making sure you get this book, and I think it will be a great stocking stuffer as well. So that's my plug, and I don't have a problem pushing anything Catherine Ponder push, uh, creates because I stand behind all of her uh, books. They're fantastic. Anyway, back to the book. So we're on Chapter 3, Making the Right Contact for Prosperity. Making the Right Contact for Prosperity. And she starts this book by quoting Fillmore. So I'm just going to, uh, Charles Fillmore. So I'm going to read it all and then I'm going to talk about it for a little bit. She wrote, In this era, when success is something considered to be the result of knowing the right people or having the right contacts, it is ref- refreshing to read these words of Charles Fillmore. What we need to realize above all else is that God has provided for the most minute needs of our daily life. And that if we lack anything, it is because we have not used our mind in making the right contact with the supermind. The spiritual substance from which comes all visible wealth is never depleted. It is right with you all the time and responds to your faith in it and your demands upon it. So for the first, so she starts off with acknowledging that humanly we look at success as connected, being connected to people or knowing the right people. And what she's trying to do at the beginning of this chapter by quoting Fillmore is to remind you that 
God is the source of your supply and the right people in the right contacts have a lot to do with understanding who the source is because if you're with the if you know that you're one with the source you know that you're one with your good and you're praying in the consciousness of understanding that you are forming and shaping the substance the supply the this pot- infinite potential and infinite possibility that we call the substance of god then you are not necessarily putting your attention on attention on outer things and outer people but you're turning your attention inward to the spirit of truth. Now, this is important because if you think that people can set you up to succeed and they're the reason why you're successful, not God, then those same people can take your success away. So, again, depending on who you know or who you don't know. So, if you're cool with these people, quote unquote, they'll help you succeed. And if you don't, you can't. Now, that's ridiculous. We can't live like that because the one thing that we can't do is control other people you can't make another person think what you want them to think now you can influence it yes and you can manipulate people but you know what that's a lot of work and sooner or later those shifting sands will sink underneath your feet what we have to understand is what she states in the next paragraph where she states true prosperity then is the result of making contact with the spiritual substance within the God mind of man. Furthermore, that substance will respond to our faith in it and our demands upon it. So what do I really believe? Do I believe that I am one with the substance or supply or infinite potential of God? Do I believe that I am one with the no thing that can be anything and all things in my life? Do I believe that I'm one with the infinite riches of universal mind because if I did then I have the ability to make a demand upon it and again she wrote substance will respond to our faith in it and our demands upon it what type of demands are you putting on life what type of when you pray do you have a level of expectation Do you really believe that you're molding and shaping life by your demands on the infinite supply of God? It's something to think about. Because if we really get that, we can go forward in power. Uh, She goes on to state in the next paragraph, perhaps the most powerful method of making this contact And yet one of the simplest is through affirmative prayer. One of the methods mentioned in chapter one. Then she goes on and states, I am devoting an entire chapter to affirmative prayer because it is one of the easiest forms of prayer for many people to use. And it is a favorite form that has worked miracles in my own life over the years. So she's basically saying affirmative prayers is how I got myself where I need to be. One of her other books she talks about how at times people would say, oh, using these affirmations is so simple and how to get extremely deep and, and going to high levels of meditation and all of that. And she said, don't worry about all of that. You just do what works for you. That's what counts. Do what works for you. So affirmative prayer works. Now, here's the thing. In some circles, affirmative prayer is called spiritual mind treatment in some new thought circles. The reason why they use the word treatment instead of prayer is because people have preconceived beliefs about prayer. But what you're actually doing is treating the mind. It's like a treatment, just like you can go to the doctor and you get uh, medicines, prescribed medicine to treat whatever is physically ailing you. Affirmative prayer is a treatment for the mind to address whatever negative thinking patterns, erroneous beliefs, uh, feelings, emotions, etc., that interfere with the natural flow of God's blessings in our lives. So you're actually giving yourself a legitimate mental treatment. Now, here's the thing. 
consciousness produces form in the sense that that which expresses on the outward is a reflection of the inner. So when you treat the inside, the mind, conscious and subconscious minds, then you're actually affecting what they their corresponding effects in the outer world. So it's really important to recognize this, that affirmative prayer is treatment, spiritual mind treatment. Some people call it mental treatment, but it's spiritual mind treatment. Matter of fact, um, in the science of mind brand of new thought, also called religious science, the organization is called Centers for Spiritual Living. Uh, their founder, Ernest Holmes, actually gives a five-step process for spiritual mind treatment. That's actually really good that their people have to go through. It's sort of like their own formula process. And what it does is just give structure to the mind when you start to work with it. You can look that up on your own. Uh, but anyway, so moving on. Page 25. How to have any good thing. She wrote, we can have any good thing for which we are willing to pay the price of daily consistent affirmation. But knowing about the power of affirmative prayer isn't enough. We have to pray affirmatively, personally and constantly. Now, Here's one of the things that's really important. Sometimes people use affirmative prayer or treatment and they fail to do a couple of things. One. They don't pray with, any, pray with any feeling at all. You know, just because you're mouthing some words, if you don't believe them, it really doesn't matter. Now, there are going to be some times when you start affirming a thing where you really don't believe it initially, but you have to passionately affirm it. In other words, thinking and feeling have to be together. Thinking and feeling have to come together because you could be affirming something that you're still wrestling with with your belief system. But every time you go back and you keep affirming, you keep affirming and then keep affirming, what are you doing? You're treating the mind. You're giving a treatment to the mind. You're shifting the mind. You're shifting. You're shifting. You're transmuting. You're transforming the, the belief, the thought patterns. And because of that, it starts to build a new level of consciousness. So we have to have feeling. The other one is we don't do it consistently. Three affirmations and it didn't work is not really using affirmative prayer. Again, you're treating the mind. Spiritual mind treatment is to shift and transform the consciousness, which then is reflected in the corresponding physical effects or physical experiences. So it's important, just like in some of the Asian cultures where they use mantras. Mantras are just affirmative prayers over and over again, over and over again, over and over again, over and over again. Why? Because they're trying to drown out the other thoughts. I'm just going to keep my mind focused, concentrated on this one belief, this one idea, this one principle, this one concept. They just do it over and over again. Over and over again. So we need to, use, when, we're, when we use affirmative prayer, we need to have feelings really in, we need to really be invoking feeling into what we're doing, and we need to do it consistently because you're transforming consciousness. You're not changing God, you're transforming consciousness, which will show up and experience as the new ideal state of mind. All right. So she goes on to write. Our words are loaded with power. Every word we speak goes out and returns as a multiplied result. So what she's saying is, as you speak the word, you are invoking power. Now, the higher the level of consciousness, the more power in your word. Some people can speak and things move. Period. Literally, people and places and things get out of the way. 
Some people can speak the word and money manifests. They can speak the word and the right people show up. Speak the word and ideas. Well, how do I come one of, become one of those people? You have to develop the consciousness for it. And this is why we study what we're studying. But again, are we studying it with feeling, with conviction? And are we doing it consistently? See, you can't play around with, okay, well, I'm going to affirm this, but I'm going to think about lack, sickness, drama, etc. for the rest of the day. What's wrong? Complaining instead of focusing on how God can show up as the transformation in this experience. So we just need to be mindful of that. We need to be very mindful. So it's imperative for us to understand that affirmative prayer as often as you can. You need to make sure that let me center myself. Let me put some feeling with this. Let me make sure that I'm doing this consistently. Give yourself a routine like anything else. Remember what it was like to be a kid writing your ABCs over and over again, ABCs over and over again, ABCs. First, you had to verbalize them. Then you had to write them. Then you had to write them in cursive, uppercase, lowercase. Why were you doing that? You were learning through repetition. It's the same skill. You want to learn how to work with your spiritual power? The first stage is repetition. You got to put yourself in a consistent mindset, a consistent mindset. So anyway, back to the book. She goes on to say on page 26, second sentence to affirm simply, excuse me, to affirm is simply to make firm and affirmative prayers do just that. They make firm our good and help us experience it. Mm. So when you are affirming a thing, you are making it firm or fixed in the mind. When you deny, you dissolve. When you affirm, you fix, you make it firm. This is where your mind is parking. This is where I'm staying. This is where I'm doing what I have to do. So it is really important To understand that when you are affirming, you're parking your mind, you're parking your mind, you're parking your mind, you're parking your mind. Why am I saying this over and over again? Because I really want you to get you're parking your mind. This is where I'm staying. So get yourself a routine. Every morning I'm going to get up and I'm going to have these affirmations. I'm going to center myself. I'm going to pray. I'm going to meditate. Whatever you need to do. But make sure that you have a list of affirmative prayer. We need to understand that. We need to know that. It matters. Because as you are conditioning your mind, you're literally creating the capacity to accept your new good. I want you to get that. So. Uh, Before we take our uh, first break, I want to make sure that you know that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, please freely give. You can go to www.unity.fm, unity.fm, and click on the donate button and help support this online ministry as we take this truth teachings around the world literally we make it available for people one click away also if you would like to call in and ask me a question about the prospering power of prayer you can call in at call in at 888-558-6489 888-558-6489 finally this show has a facebook page you can go to facebook and log on to uh, or search for Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Like the page and share it with others. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart-Centered Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. The base of all life is the infinite wellspring of source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Reverend Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. All right, back. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. One of the things I like about this book, The Prosper and Power of Prayer, is she gives a lot of prayers, a lot of personal prayers uh, that she or other people used. And I think that's a good step because sometimes people don't know where to start. And you don't always have to use other people's affirmations, but as you're working with your own spiritual growth, especially in your baby steps, sometimes it's necessary to borrow affirmations instead of trying to generate them yourself. And if it works with your soul, you just keep working with them. You play with it. And you might get to a point to where, you know what, that affirmation, I'm not really feeling it anymore. And that means, okay, it's time to move on or evolve to something else. But the, what I love about it is she, she uses stories over and over again in the book to explain how people use the power of affirmation to get breakthroughs in their lives. And I'm not going to read the stories because I'm really here to really teach the principles out of the book. But what really grabs me is the consistency and the expectation that people, the people that she stories she shared had when it came to holding fast, holding true, holding firm to what they were praying about. We have to be focused. We have to have conviction and we have to have a level of expectation. What do you expect to happen when you pray? What do you expect to happen? Because expectation is a form of prayer in a sense that to pray a thing and not ex- pray and not expect anything to come out of it really is sort of like buying a car and then you don't put any gas or oil in it. The expectation, the faith, the conviction is similar to the gasoline in an engine. 
the engine is powerful, but it needs the fuel to do what it's supposed to do, what it was designed to do. Be mindful of that. Anyway, affirmations, praying affirmatively by blessing. On page 26, you wrote, one type of affirmative prayer is that of blessing. We bless the substance at hand. Excuse me. By blessing the substance at hand, we increase its flow and immediate multiplying power. If a purse seems empty, we should take it in our hands and bless it by affirming. I bless you. And bless you. I bless you and bless you for the riches of God that are now being demonstrated in and through you. As we eat our meals, it is good to bless our food. When we dress, we should bless our clothes. Why is this important? Because as you're blessing it, your blessing means to invoke good upon a thing. So blessing your wallet, blessing your purse, blessing your checkbook. What it's doing is, again, you're really treating your mind. Again, go back to what are you really working with? You're always working with your mind. So what Catherine Ponder is, is really teaching you in this book is the psychology of prayer. The psychology of it. How does the mind work with these spiritual concepts? Something to think about. What's, what's, what's your psychology of prayer? Again, when you pray, do you have conviction? Do you believe that it's possible that this prayer can change experiences? Now, remember, one of the things we teach in New Thought is that prayer doesn't change God, it changes us. But changing us it means a lot because we are the ones that, through consciousness, are working with universal law. So God as principle, divine mind, Never changes. But God as divine law responds. To our dominant thinking patterns. And scripture is taught this way. Galatians 6, 7. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows. So shall he reap. That's that's. Biblical narrative. That's a biblical way of teaching the same concept of cause and effect. But here's the thing about cause and effect. That's that's funny when you use the biblical account. Whatever a man sows. So you sow seeds, say for instance, of watermelon. But here's the beauty of the sowing and harvesting, reaping and sowing process. As you when you plant a seed, you always get more of that which you planted. If you if you plant a tomato seed, you get a tomato vine with tomatoes with more seeds in them. That's the beauty of it. You don't just it's it's never one for one. It's always multiplied. Now here's the thing. That's great when it's a desired demonstration. But remember, seed time and harvest is not one for one. This is how at times when we are not in the proper spiritual state of mind and we start sowing seeds of discord in our space, we start looking up and all type of stuff is going wrong. Because it's not one for one. Seed time harvest is about multiplication. So, you know, a book I have at home, uh, the title is you can't afford you can't afford the, the luxury of a negative thought or something like that. Yeah, you can't afford the luxury of a negative thought. I don't remember the author, but I remember buying the book because the title jumped out. That doesn't mean that you're never going to have a negative thought. or You're never going to have a uh, uh, feeling that's not in alignment with principle, but you can't allow your mind to stay there. Your mind is too powerful and too important. Your mouth is too powerful and too important. The words that are coming out of it, that's what I mean. To allow it to be used as a tool to sow seeds of 
discord that you have to reap later. Because. You're always dealing with the principle of multiplicity. What are you through your thinking multiplying in your life? This is why I tell people to stop negative thinking. Stop. uh, And do what you need to do. Meaning get the help you need. Go to counseling. Get a therapist. Go see a psychologist. Go see a minister. Take a workshop. Take a seminar. Go to church. uh, Do your reading. Listen to inspirational music. Listen to some inspirational whatever. Whatever it is that you do. To get yourself in alignment, you need to do when you find yourself slipping. Because if you throw a snowball off of a a mountain that has snow on it, that snowball can can turn into an avalanche. And, And just staying in a negative mood, depressed mood, a frustrated mood, a fearful mood, a lack of mood too long can be the snowball that turns into an avalanche that's why it's important for you to understand how to get yourself out quickly realize when you're not in alignment in the way you need to be and do what you need to do to get yourself out of it and this is why I tell people tell people Again, get in a class, go to a workshop, go to a counselor or therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, minister, life coach. I don't care what it is, whatever it is that you do or you feel as though you need to do to keep your mind in harmony, do it because it matters. One of the things that affirmative prayer does is it's a technique that you can use to help your mind stay on track to make firm in your mind the beliefs that you want to see demonstrated as physical reality in your life so you're making it firm in your life you're treating the mind and the treatment of the mind is to help the mind heal when the thoughts are sick And how do we know when the thoughts are sick? Because just like sick cells show up as discord in your physical body, sick thoughts can show up as discord in any aspect of your life. Any aspect. All right. Back to the book. Moving on. It states on page 27. Uh, she just gives an affirmation that I just like. So I'm just going to read it anyway. Talk about affirmations of thanks. But she wrote. I give thanks that my financial income increases mightily now. Through the direct action of God. I like that. She wrote a lot of different prayers on this page. But I just like that. I give thanks that my financial income. Increases mightily now through the direct action of God. Now think about if that became your mantra that you just affirmed with feeling every day, all day, dozens of times a day. Just you no know, matter what, etc. Every time you go to a store, every and you use money. Every time you pay a bill. Every time you pay for something online. Every time you write a check. I give thanks for the immediate. Complete payment of all financial obligations. Oh, excuse me, I read another one. I give thanks that my financial income increases mildly now through the direct action of God. I guess I should read the other one. I give thanks for the immediate complete payment of all my financial obligations in the name of Jesus Christ. She just has these beautiful prayers that I think are really good to help people understand that you have to keep your mind on what you say you desire. Where your attention goes, your power flows. And when your mind gets stuck, your life gets stuck. And when your mind is free, you're free. No way around it. 
when your life gets stuck, you are stuck. When you, when your mind can't see a way out, you're really in bondage. So again, this is a reconditioning process. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind. Your mind. Something to think about. All right. Page 31. prospering power of confidence so she talks about praise on page 30 but i'm gonna cover that in the next chapter in the last part of the show the prospering power of confidence and on page 32 she she wrote talking about a gentleman says he has come to the conclusion that if prosperity could be described in one word that word would be self-confidence that is Confidence in one's abilities and talents and in God's help in developing them. So affirmative prayer helps develop confidence. Now, here's the thing about confidence. When you have self-confidence, you're more willing to try new things. You're more willing to be creative. You're not uh, devastated by mistakes or failure because you know that they don't define you. So self-confidence gives you the ability to function more in your power. You know, as John, not John Maxwell, um, Jack Canfield uh, stated in one of his um, CD series that a study that he had read stated that one out of every three people have uh, a poor or negative self-image of themselves. Now, that's important because if people lack that core self-esteem, that's core self-confidence to believe that they're awesome, then they won't act like they're awesome. So when you, when you believe you're awesome, you're going to act like you're awesome. And I don't mean conceit. I don't mean believing that you're better than somebody else. I mean believing that you're awesome. And that's it. And because you're awesome, you're supposed to have the very best. Because you're awesome, life is supposed to work for you. Because you're awesome, you get to choose. Why do you get to choose? Because I'm awesome. Why should I be? Should I have prosperity? Because I'm awesome. Why should I have love and relationships? Because I'm awesome. Awesome people are supposed to have love and relationships. Now, this is what you're fabricating in your own mind. But if you're going to fabricate something, fabricate something that benefits you. As Neil Donald Walsh wrote in Conversations with God, uh, your mind will be conditioned. You might as well do the conditioning. That's a paraphrase, not a direct quote, but that's the gist of it. Your mind will be conditioned. You might as well do the conditioning. There are people who are paid big money to condition your mind. In the United States, we're in the political season. All of these Presidential candidates have people that they pay big money to to help them shape messages that will condition your mind. Please understand that. So. When you are working with confidence. It allows you to. Step up your ability to ask for what you want. When you have confidence, it's easier for you to set aside what doesn't work for you. When you have confidence, you will speak up for yourself. You'll speak up for what's right, and you'll speak up for others. And one of the great ways of developing this level of self-confidence is affirmative prayer. Work with it. Work with it. It does matter. Now, we're coming up on our uh, 
second and last break. So I do want to remind you again that if you want to call into the show, you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Again, to show, check out the show's Facebook page. And also to remind you that you can go to Christ Universal Temple's website at www.cutemple.org, www.cutemple.org. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, For Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio, words from our past, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm now in Chapter 4, The Potent Prayers of Praise and Thanksgiving. So, on page 36, she writes, The secret of harvesting our good is to begin to praise God and to give thanks before our joy and other forms of good actually appear. If we wait for things to happen before we praise and give thanks, we may wait indefinitely. Now, that's really key. I love that. So the secret to this form of prayer is praise and thanksgiving is give thanks, praise God. And give thanks before. That's all you keep in mind before. So what does this look like practically? You thank God for the money before the money shows up. You thank God for the health before the health shows up. You thank God for the harmonious, loving, supportive relationship before the loving, supportive, harmonious relationship shows up. You thank God for the right occupation before the job shows up. You thank God for loving and supportive customers for your business before you even open the door or before you even open for business. You give praise and thanksgiving before. Now, there's nothing wrong with giving praise and thanksgiving on the back end. But to really maximize this prayer technique, it's essential that you give praise and thanksgiving before any evidence. That's key. That's key. It's one of the methods that Jesus used. He would just pray and give thanks. When you read the story of Lazarus, whether you believe it literally or not, the prayer technique is what matters. When they come to him with the problem, you know, hey, your friend Lazarus is sick. 
You know, he waits around a few days and he finally gets there. And Lazarus' sister say, you're too late. If you would have came earlier, he'd still be alive. And Jesus actually said some things about resurrection and life and all that other stuff. They said he went to the tomb. He cried for a minute. He got in his feelings. And then he came out of it and he gave thanks. He gave thanks. He praised God. He said, I know you hear me. I know you hear me always. I'm not saying that for me. I'm saying to these other people. So they don't know. And now, now here's the thing. He was saying, I know. I know. I know. You hear me. Was he talking to a personality? No, he's talking to, to, to activating the principle. So when you are working with something, whether it's major or something minute, give thanks in advance. Praise God in advance. This is what happens sometimes when you see revivals, healing services and things of that nature. The music, the praise and worship, where people are praising and thanking God, and you'll you'll hear some, you know, praise leader, thank God, thank you, God, thank you, God. People are praying, thank you, God, thank God for the breakthrough, thank God for just being God, thank you, God for life, thank you, God for carrying me through, thank you, God for your grace, thank you, thank you. What it does is it invokes a consciousness where the healing can happen. This is why uh, those type of settings work well. They stir up the emotion to this place where it's possible for the healing to get through the hard crystallized belief systems that we carry. So as I'm praising and as you're praising God, thank you, God, thank you, God. Many times people are standing up many times there, whatever. And I'm not saying that that's the way you have to do it. I'm using it as an example of why it works. You could be at home. Thank you, God. And, and, and Or you could be silent, but in your silence, thank you, God. Just thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the breakthrough. Thank you, God, for my healing. Thank you, God, for my financial breakthrough. Thank, and just over and over again. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. And just over and over again. How long should you do it? Again, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Just affirming it over again. Affirming it over again. Thank you, God, for being God. Thank you, God, for the healing. Thank you, God, for my family. Thank you, God, for my children. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for whatever it is. You know, Matter of fact, it would be great to just write a list of things that you're grateful for and then go down the list and just thank God for the list. One of the things that um, is highly recommended by many spiritual leaders is to make a, a gratitude list. Write down some things every day you're grateful for. Then I would say then add, then pray and give thanks. Praise God. Give thanks for the Things that you are grateful for. You say, well, I can't think of anything. Well, you know, thank you, God, for life. Thank you, God, for breath. Thank you, God, for intelligence. Thank you, God, for the ability to digest my food. Thank you, God, for whatever it is. There's always something to give thanks for. Always. Always. So even if it's thank you, God, for the lessons I've learned. Even in the midst of what the world calls mistakes. Thank you, God, for that lesson. Don't mean God gave you the lesson, but thank God that you got the lesson. Because if you got the lesson, you can get the blessing out of it. It could be something that the world says went horribly wrong. Thank you, God, for the lesson. Because I wouldn't I wouldn't have grown in this way if I wasn't facing that. Now I know for myself and nobody can turn me around. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. It's staying in that space. Thank you, God. Back to the book. 
she wrote that on uh, page 37 the healing power of praise we can harvest our good through prayers of praise because words that express praise thanks and gratitude release energies within our minds and bodies when we release energy through praise we can be strong in body instead of weak we can have peace and trust instead of fear and we can have poise and power instead of shattered nerves so again as you're praising you're not worrying when you're praising you're not being fearful it's a technique it works and as, as Reverend Coleman used to say it works if you work it it goes on to say on page 40 Praise and giving thanks enable us to release the spiritual power that is within us. We are filled with a dynamic force, whether we are aware of it or not. This dynamic force is spiritual power, and this power is constantly seeking release. Constantly. Am I going to be a vessel? Am I going to be a conduit through which this power can flow? Page 41, everything responds to praise. Praise increases that to which it is directed. Praise draws and accumulates spiritual substance and continual praise can bring forth prosperity. Praise draws and accumulates spiritual life and continual praise can result in healing. Praise draws and accumulates knowledge and it can bring forth guidance and help for any problem. Praise can open new and wonderful a new and wonderful world to us because praise draws and accumulates good and gives it power for expression. So when I praise, I'm accumulating my good. Hmm. In the sense of as I praise, I'm filling my soul up with the understanding of the goodness of God. That's beautiful. Because it allows you to be in the space of transformation page 44 it's a couple other things i really want to quickly get to before we wrap up she wrote be sure to praise others we should praise the qualities we would like to see in others declare that others possess them already and watch how quickly these persons will respond now reverend ike used to always say that sometimes when you consciously go in on people uh, and tell people, you know, I'm praying for you. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not all those type of statements. People actually push back against that type of stuff. So sometimes it's just good just to speak the word. Now, here's the thing. They might stay trifling. And that's okay because your consciousness has shifted. Because as you do your prayer work about them, you're actually freeing yourself from their, uh, from the belief that you need them to be a certain way for you to have peace. And if they're open and receptive, that prayer work by beholding God's good in them can be a, a, a starting point of transformation for them. It could be a point of covering for them. If they're trying to recover their mind, you are covering them in spirit. So praise others. Bless others. Page 46. How to reap your harvest of increased good. He wrote actually page 47. We can harvest our good through prayers of praise and thanksgiving. Our good awaits us and through praise we make divine connection with it at just the right time. Day by day we experience more and more of God's rich good through harvesting it with our thoughts and declarations of praise. So realize that you can increase, but you got to give thanks beforehand. Find things to praise God. As you here's here's a, here's a technique that Reverend Ike uh, taught. Every time you see someone demonstrating prosperity, praise and give thanks to God for that prosperity that you see. Thank God. Thank you, God, that you're expressing this prosperity in that woman and that man. Thank you, God, that you're that you're expressing this prosperity in the form of that 
transportation, that car, that Ferrari, that whatever. Drive by nice homes. Just drive through the neighborhood and thank God if you can park without that being it, you know, don't don't spook nobody out. Just, you know, stand in front of their homes and things of that nature. But if you can park and just look around or if you can just get out and walk and just feel it. And thank you, God, for this prosperity. Thank you, God, for the blessings. You said, why am I blessing those people? They already have it. They already got money. Well, you know, as Reverend Ike says, if, uh, you know, if that you have to bless that which you desire. So when you acknowledge God as prosperity and you recognize that God is no respecter of person, that God can show up as that type of prosperity in your own space. So next week will be the uh, last show before the winter break. After next week's show, we'll be off for three, uh, I think three Wednesdays. So God bless. And I'll be with you next week for the last two chapters of the Prospering Power of Prayer. Take care. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Dorothy Day, a co-founder of the Catholic Worker Movement in America, called for not a revolution of arms, but a revolution of the heart. Since the beginning of our nation, the American Revolutionary War, and long before that actually, There's not been a time without conflict somewhere in the world. Makes you stop and think, doesn't it? Certainly we live in challenging times. Each day brings seemingly limitless opportunities to take offense. And each opportunity offers me a choice. I can give a knee-jerk response in fear or anger, or I can choose consciously to respond in love. My choice may seem insignificant. After all, I'm only one person. But as history has taught us, one person can make a difference. Peace can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, 
and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.